Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Awakens. Uh, I'm Mitch, and normally this is where I'd say where the talk is geekier than blah, 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 but I thought we'd try something new. Uh, so scientists have discovered that they think there might be evidence of a parallel universe where time runs backwards. So my question to you guys as I introduce you, uh, would you want to visit this universe? Uh, for me personally, I don't think so. Um, I have lived my teenage and youthful years once already, and that's <laughs> that's enough for me. Uh, Matt, what about you? Um, I don't know. No, no. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lydia? I don't know. That just sounds like Benjamin Button on steroids, and I'm not sure I'm about that. I'm, I'm thinking I'm all right going forward instead of backwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Benjamin Button was my first thought, too. <laughs> uh, we do have some special guests today. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, if I didn't have to stay, yes, I would try it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, what about you, Molly? Um, no, I don't want to relive all my stupidity. I do that enough. <laughs> Although, what if you, like, by the time you got there, like, do you still keep the knowledge that you had? Or do you or do you get dumber yes. as you get younger? I would say you start off with all of this knowledge, and as you get younger, you keep that knowledge so you cannot make those same mistakes again. Which is yeah. why it intrigues me. Yeah. If, if I it, got to keep my knowledge, that might that might yeah change things a little. Bit. No, I'd, I'd still do the hold my beer concept. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you like bouncing between universes, then be sure to follow us wherever get your uh, wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, really like what you hear? Then throw us some credits on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheGeekAwakensPodcast. Questions, comments, or concerns? Shoot us an email at TheGeekAwakensPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you haven't done so already, uh, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, I know for sure you can do it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know if the Spotify have ratings. Stitcher, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yes. Spotify. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think Spotify does. At least not where I, not the podcast I listen to. So. Okay. But yes, if you listen to us and there's a spot to be like, "Hey, these guys are awesome," then do that. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, like I said, we've got a couple of special guests, um, and actually tonight we're going to start a new segment. Um, so, one of our favorite parts of any convention is the artist alley. Uh, it's a spot to check out creators of all different types. Uh, but with the way that things are, uh, cons aren't likely going to be a thing for a while. So, we thought that we'd bring the artist alley to you. So this is a new segment. Um, hopefully it's going to be kind of a, not necessarily a weekly segment, but hopefully a regular segment called Artist Alley. Uh, we're starting tonight with Sarah and Molly from Renegade Herbals. Uh, how are you guys? Good. Really good. Really excited to be here. Awesome. I lost. I have notes like literally everywhere, like on multiple <laughs> different pieces of paper, multiple notebooks. Just and... picturing them everywhere. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's been a day. I feel day, like guys. all the spot on the table that we usually take up is just taken up by papers that Mitch has just strewn everywhere. You're you're pro you're not wrong. Like I've changed locations um, for the time being since we're doing things differently right now. But yes, if I was at the regular table, you're right. There would be just papers everywhere. So anyway, so um, Sarah and Molly, uh, how did you get started with Renegade Herbals and uh, what kind of products do you offer? Um, so it started with a really bad batch of tattoo balm that we bought on Etsy. Um, the beeswax hadn't melted completely and we used it on brand new tattoos and essentially sandpapered them. Um, oh, as you can imagine it's yeah. really painful. It's kind of like um, salt in an open wound about to mm. Yum. Yeah. And we thought if people can sell this, why can't we make our own? Um, and so we started with tattoo balms and um, now we make a line of beard balms and beard oils, um, 10 or 11 different kinds of uh, glycerin soap, um, mm. rosewater toner, bug spray, all sorts of natural products if you name it we probably make it or can Can't whip you it. up something <laughs> nice um <clears throat> and i've 
and I've been able to see some of these products before. Uh, and one of the things that did catch my eye was just like the massive amounts of different types of soap that you make. So like, what is the process to make that? It's basically a melt and port. You want to get honest about it. Um, it's not really all that hard, complicated or anything else. The fun part is when I get into doing stuff like the patchouli soap, I can do about three or four different colors and I get a really cool tie-dye effect out of some of them. Nice. And the fun part is playing with the smells because we, you know, each, each soap, you then match a color to whatever smell you've created. So it all kind of blends and is, you know, aesthetically pleasing. That's awesome. Um, so there are also some items that you guys make that uh, kind of cater to geeks. So tell us about some of those. Um, we invested in a 3D printer and a vinyl cutter and now make um well molly makes custom shirts and uh, all sorts of interesting bumper stickers and you imagine you can do just about anything with vinyl um we have a couple uh examples specifically geek related nice. <laughs> um yeah, and then we can do little uh, 3D printed uh, figurines for your D&D games and things like that. Um, nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so earlier this month, uh, you put on Facebook that you were making something to quote unquote, like commemorate 2020. Uh, you care to elaborate on that? Um, that would be the dumpster fire candle since 2020 has been a real shit show to begin with. <laughs> and we figured why not make a candle? We'll just uh, make this into a big deal. So actually it's a little dumpster and we put a little uh, LED candle in it. So now it's a dumpster fire candle because that's the best way to describe things. <laughs> so do you think that we would uh, classify that as a guilty pleasure though? Oh. Is it a guilty pleasure dumpster fire? I, but you know what? I don't think it's a guilty pleasure because I would actively love that. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things you walk by and it just kind of makes you smile because you look at it. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so, uh, so checking out your Etsy page, uh, I kind of I, I saw your notebooks and they really caught my eye. But that kind of led me to think, like, so what's been some of your favorite products that you've made? Mm, probably the Mandalorian t-shirts right now. Because I just kind of threw those together and they came out really great and they're kind of fun to make. I mean, I got to be a little bit more on the creative side with some of that stuff. Nice. I think my favorites always have been making the jewelry because um, I use a lot of nerdy charms that I then mix with like semi-precious stones or beads and make it a kind of unique piece of geeky jewelry. Um, specifically, I had um, like a pair of what I would call hail hydra earrings. Um, so it was like an octopus and then it had like red um, beads that went along with it. I thought it was really cool. That's awesome. So um, I know we talked about like uh, vinyl and t-shirts and everything, but what other kind of uh, custom orders do you do or do you do any other kind of custom orders? Absolutely. Um, we have done um, yard signs for graduations and birthdays. Um, we also do uh, bottles with, I mean, it's vinyl, but we cool, we find really cool, like double insulated bottles and then add our own flair to them. Um, yeah, nine times out of 10, if you get a hold of us and you name it, we can figure out a way to come up with it if it's 3D printed or if you're looking for a shirt or whatever. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, so we've already established that 2020 has been a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you still plan, like, do you have any plans or any hopes to get, in, get into any, like, other festivals or anything to kind of sell your goal, uh, sell your goods at all this year? Or are we just looking at 2021? Oof. At this point, we've got a festival in, I think, September that might still happen um, locally here in uh, Alton, but we're pretty much got our eyes on 2021 right now and the website, so. 
Nice. And then we keep our ears out for anything that's open that we go, oh, wait, wait a minute, we've done that before. You're going to what? You're going to go ahead and do it? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, no, we're totally canceling. Just don't even talk to us. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get to the last question, uh, Matt and Lydia, do you guys have any questions? So you said you make jewelry. Um, is all of that um, consistent stuff or is each piece individual? Each piece is definitely individual. Um, I like to make sure that nobody has the same pieces. You know, it's a, it's whatever speaks to me, the charm and the beat at the same time. And usually it doesn't speak to me the same way a second time. Unless you're the 90 year old ladies that love those freaking candy corn earrings around Halloween. <laughs> I will say I make a crud ton of pumpkin and candy corn earrings um, for Halloween. <laughs> but otherwise, everything else is strictly like a one-off. That's really nice. cool. Nice. Any other questions? No. Nope. All right. Cool. So, um, how can people find you online? You know, use this opportunity to self-promote to your heart's content. Awesome. Uh, well, we have our Facebook page at renherbals.facebook.com, uh, and then we also have our Etsy site, which has all of our herbals and some of our geekier uh, pieces. Uh, at renegadeherbals.etsy.com. Then we've got the Geek Gaggle page. So it just depends on which page of what you're looking for. But everything kind of got tossed in all in one store on Etsy. So if it's something you've seen on the Facebook page and you don't see it on the Etsy page, get a hold of me. I've just been lazy and haven't put it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feel. I know that feel hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thanks again for being our. Uh, inaugural guests for our Sally and you guys are going to stick around for the rest of the show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Um, so yeah, so if you want to be a part of artist alley, then shoot us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com or just slide into our DMS on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh. I I was hoping I was going to get shaved for that. I mean, just saw the look on his face, you know, that he knew it was coming. He did it on purpose. He totally did it on purpose. <laughs> Completely. Completely. <laughs> we are going to go ahead and get started with some... Oof. Gut reaction. Real quick, because I know that Sarah and Molly, you're new to this. Uh, so basically how gut reaction works is that we're going to briefly describe uh, a story that's happened this week. And then we're going to go around and give our gut reaction to it, whether it's a thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs sideways. And then also give just a brief explanation as to why we feel that way. Uh, so, Matt, we're going to start with you and uh, talk about Gargoyles. Gargoyles with Disney Plus is back and available for streaming. It's somebody, um, Greg Wiseman has, has said this in the past, um, but he's actually kind of brought it up again now since uh, Gargoyles is back on Disney Plus, that he... If Disney were to be interested in revamping or you know, re rebooting Gargoyles, um, he would be interested in doing it and working with Jordan Peele um, and also doing a, like there's some interest, I guess in his part, um, on doing like a live action uh, Gargoyles. So uh, there's obviously, there's no like, yes, this is happening, but like, He's expressed interest, um, you know, Jordan Peele hasn't, you know, really rung in on it, but you can't imagine that he would probably not be in for something like this, um, especially with his horror, uh, you know, kind of thing that he's got going on. That might be a cool, cool vibe to add to it. Um, I loved Gargoyles growing up. I would love to see a reboot um, as long as it's done well. Um, and if you could do that, um, you know, with Jordan Peele attached to it, I'm going to go thumbs up. Lydia? See, this terrifies me because, like you said, I love Gargoyles. It's probably to this day one of my favorite cartoons ever. And as much as I would love to see them do something with it again, I don't want them to do what they've done in recent years with other reboots and, like, make it super watered down and super cheesy looking with the graphics. The live action thing intrigues me, but for the same reason, I'm skeptical because I think they could do some cool things with it, but 
it's such a fine line of like being good <laughs> and being terrible and it terrifies me. So uh, thumbs sideways. I don't know how to feel. I've also got to give this a thumb sideways. Um, I like the idea of a reboot of Gargoyles. I like the idea of Jordan Peele being attached to it. Uh, the live action kind of concerns me, but it's not a complete turnoff. Uh, Sarah, what about you? I'm going to have to go thumb sideways uh, for the same reasons. I loved, loved, loved Gargoyles growing up. Um, I would be super interested to see what uh, Peele would do with it. However, live action, no thank you. We all saw live action cats, and I want nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Can you imagine like CG gargoyles with just <clears throat> faces attached? Oh my god, that'd be awful. Yeah, I'm, no, horrifying. I changed my mind. Thumbs up to that. <laughs> at that point, if it's gonna be the, can bad, I borrow your bell, please? <laughs> if it's gonna be bad, then just make it awful. Um, <laughs> Molly, what about you? Um, probably hanging on the fence on this one as well. Just some thumb sideways. I'd love to see what they can do with their new reboot, you know, cartoon wise, but knowing Disney and their live action crap that they've done lately, which is <laughs> terrible and they've ruined a lot of really good movies. I don't want to see a live action. Forget it. I'm out on that. <laughs> we're in somebody else's childhood toys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have announced uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, it's going to star uh, Captain Pike, played by Anson Mount, uh, Spock, played by Ethan Peck, and number one, played by Re uh, Rebecca Romaine, uh, aboard the pre-Kirk Enterprise. Uh, we saw all three of these in season two of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, this will also be the third Star Trek series on CBS All Access. I'm going to give this a thumbs up. I am... Uh, embarrassingly behind on both Discovery and Picard, but uh, the episodes that I've seen with uh, Captain Pike have been fantastic, and I think that I've read where this series would be a lot lighter than how like dark and gritty that Discovery can be sometimes, so um, yeah, totally on board for this. Uh, Sarah? Um, same. Absolutely on board. Star Trek, give me more. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Molly? Um, probably gonna get totally booted out of the group and whatnot here, but I'm more of a Star Wars fan than Star Trek, so, I mean, I'd give it a shot, but I don't watch that much Star Trek, honestly. Uh, what about you, Matt? This is a hard one, because as much as I love the idea of expanding the Star Trek universe, and I know that, like, CBS All Access has done well with, um, Discovery, I've yet to watch Picard, but I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, how could it be bad? Um, I don't know. The idea of kind of expanding on that, and I haven't seen these episodes of Discovery to know like who these characters really are. I'm still a little iffy on it, though, so I'm going to go side, side, on sideways. Lydia? Say, I haven't kept up with any of the newer Star Trek stuff, but I've heard you guys talk about it a lot and heard really good things about like Discovery. So if they can keep that level of content with what they're doing with this new one, then yeah, sure. Thumbs up. Uh, Lydia, you've actually, this is one of the stories that uh, Tabitha had, but she's uh, feeling a little under the weather today. But let's talk about like some Disney face masks. Yeah. So apparently uh, you can ride around in Disney style while you're covering your face at the grocery store now. Um <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha is super excited though because there's a bunch of different Disney ones, but there are also Star Wars ones, including Baby Yoda. <gasps> so, Baby Yoda news desk shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are selling them in packs of four for $19.99. And uh, honestly, the only reason I'm excited about this is I saw a Stitch one and I want it. <laughs> but I'm not spending 20 bucks on face masks when I can make them. But, I mean, they look cute, so yay, thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I was already kind of going to go thumbs up, but then you said Baby Yoda, and I am who I am, so definite thumbs up. Uh, Sarah? Same thumbs up. Disney is, is yes. So, thumbs up. <laughs> also, I forgot a bunch of oh. good information. Sorry. I didn't want Tabitha to yell at me, um, but they're <laughs> also does. they're also donating uh, the proceeds from the masks to um, 
think MedShare. Okay. So they're, they're also donating 1 million masks to MedShare and then all the uh, profits are going to the organization as well. So. Awesome. Uh, Molly, where are you at on that? Um, definitely a thumbs up. They sound cool, but me being cheap, I'm totally not paying 20 bucks for them. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt. Yeah, the price point's a little sticking sticking point for me, but um, at the same time, like considering that face masks are now kind of, you know, are, are the thing, you know, you have to have them to go to a lot of places. Um, and to be able to, you know, show off your favorite characters, Baby Yoda, Disney, otherwise, um, I'm going to go thumbs up. So uh, In Demand Toys is going to release uh, Cutie Marks and Dungeons. <clears throat> they, it is a crossover of Dungeons and Dragons and My Little Pony. So they're, they're ponies, the, the My Little Pony variety, but uh, dressed up, I guess, to be Dungeons and Dragons. No real other details in terms of like on sale date or anything like that, but it is going to include a D20. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give this a thumbs down. Um, I'm not, I've never been into Dungeons and Dragons or My Little Pony, uh, surprising on the My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, this is one crossover that I don't think we need. Uh, Sarah? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about because I definitely need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> my Little Pony all the way. Um, definitely going to have to go with a thumbs up. Molly? Okay, now I'm questioning my wife's sanity, but I'm thumbs down. <laughs> I mean, the last Little Pony I had, I was like five. The sucker smelled like terrible synthetic blueberries. I'm not, and I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. So... <laughs> <laughs> Matt um, I, I mean as much as I would love to play Dungeons and Dragons again this is not going to be what spurs me to do that so thumbs down <laughs> Lydia so all I'm thinking right now is of this comic that I've seen where it's like Pinkie Pie and Twilight and Pinkie's like I use magic missile you can't use magic missile Pinkie that we're doing your taxes can I make an evasion roll <laughs> so like that's immediately where my mind went and i think is adorable so thumbs up <laughs> so um <clears throat> mark hamill uh was recently interviewed and he thought that after empire strikes back that luke would turn to the dark side uh he said in a quote he says uh, because i was wearing all black i thought that i would go to the dark side and of course you have to redeem yourself uh also every actor wants to play their own evil twin so then he complained to George Lucas uh, that it was so that um, Luke staying a good guy was so predictable. But then Lucas reminded him that the original intention for Star Wars was to be a kids movie. Um, I gotta go. I think I'm gonna go thumbs down on this. Um, I just I don't think that I can see an evil Luke Skywalker. Uh, maybe if that is the universe that we lived in, that where that actually did happen, okay, I'd probably be on board for it. But I don't know. Luke's always been a good guy or whatever. So yeah, thumbs down. Sarah? But, so, thumbs sideways for me. Um, I could definitely see if like one more tragic thing happened, him just being like, fuck it, and hating everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I could get on board with. Um, but I'm always rooting for the for the bad guy anyway. So, um, yeah, kind of sideways. Molly? Mm, I'd go sideways. I could see it going either way, but it just depends on how evil he turns. There would be the question, does he go completely evil, or is he like, you know, the 1% Coke Zero of evil here? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just enough to look at you and go, hey, I'm kind of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Um, I don't know. Like, Luke was always whiny. He had his darker moments. But I think, I think I'm with you, Mitch. Like, maybe in a universe where he was bad, this would be a different story. But, like, even with his dark points, Luke is still a good guy. So, uh, I guess I'm going to go thumbs down. Lydia? I'm just happy that I actually have a frame of reference for this now. Uh, um, I don't know. I could see like it was said, like if like one more thing happened to him, he kind of went off the deep end, but I'm, I'm almost imagining like too much of the Joker coming in at that point. So like, 
maybe keep them separated, Hamill? Just, you know, a little bit? I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Thumb sideways. Uh, Lydia, we're going to stick with Star Wars and talk about um, a, a Roomba? <laughs> Say, this is another one of Tabitha's stories. Um, a guy apparently made a Roomba that looks like R2-D2 and named it R9-D9. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it sweeps, it mops, it beeps, it moves around. Um, it's made out of a trash can and um, poster board and upcycled bottle caps and a bunch of other random stuff. Um, the thing, thing itself weighs 14 pounds. And obviously, <laughs> since it is good size it kind of like keeps the Roomba from doing all of its job properly but I mean if you're gonna have a droid running around your house who freaking cares if the corners get vacuumed right so this thing is really cool and now that I actually have seen Star Wars some Archie's like one of my favorite characters so I would love to have this Roomba running around my house thumbs up also um more often than not, droids don't really do their job completely anyway, so... True! Um, so yeah, so I'm on board for this. Yeah, thumbs up. Sarah? Uh, I could definitely get on board with this. Uh, watching our dogs chase a R2-D2 around would be amazing. So, <laughs> thumbs up. Until they got a hold of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Molly, what about you? I could get on board with it. I, I'm kind of curious to see since it's made out of like bottle caps and cardboard and whatnot, if it decides it's, you know, since it's kind of made out of things it could clean, if it would clean itself. I'm intrigued. <laughs> this know, is a good point. Its own self. Uh, Matt. So I was 100% on board with this until Lydia brought up the point that I've never thought about with a Roomba and how it's round and how the corners of your house are not round. And that means they can't get into the corners. And that bothers me so badly that even as much as I would love to have R2-D2 roaming around cleaning the floor for me, like, I just, I'd, we'd still have to go back and do the corners. And that would, so, I, thumb sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, Matt and I got a chance to read uh, Dryad number two. It's from Oni Press. Uh, it's coming out June 10th. Um, so we're going to be not spoilery. Um, so Dryad is by uh, Curtis Wybe, Justin Osterling, and Jim Campbell. Uh, so just going off of the uh, description that came along with, the, uh, with this issue. So it says that Rana and Griffin uh, dread that they've released an ancient evil uh, from the temple. But Morgan and Yale battle uh, with fear and our battle fear with logic and reason. Amid all the chaos, one thing is clear: uh, the town of Frostbrook has uh, been set ablaze with demons roaming the streets in search of one target, Yale Glass. Uh, Matt, what did you think about this issue? So the first one, I remember after reading the second one, I was like, it was interesting. I was kind of on board, um, and I don't. I'm not going to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. But about three quarters of the way through, this one takes a turn that, as far as the art style, I thought, but before I got to that twist, I'm like, oh, this art style would lend itself to this. And then all of a sudden you get to that twist and I'm like, oh, okay. And like that particular twist, like just, I, I fell in 100, 100%. Like that, that was fantastic. Like, I don't know. There's definitely a, bigger, grander, like scary thing going on in this world. Um, and I want to know more and I want to know why they're after her. Um, but I also want to know just more about everything else that's going on in this world and why. Yeah. Um, yeah. First and foremost for me, I thought that um, the demons that were unlocked or whatever at the very beginning, I thought that the designs for them were just fantastic. Um, I do like, I'm really enjoying, and we didn't, we don't get to see a whole lot of this particular dynamic between uh, uh, Yale and Morgan and then also the kids, but what we do see and what we have seen so far, I really do enjoy. And um, I like how, you know, and we knew this in the first issue where the mom is kind of more of like a, 
a badass warrior person, whereas the dad is way more of a pacifist. Um, but I think he a history he'll... professor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but I do kind of feel like that's going to change uh, as the series goes on. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that change and also to see like exactly what brings that on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it's, it's really fun. Like I said, it comes out June 10th. Uh, issue one has been out for a little while. Uh, issue one came out before the world burned down. So, um, <laughs> so uh, go out, check out issue one now, and then come back June 10th for issue two. It's it's a really fun series. Uh, but yeah, so keeping with comic books, just very briefly, they have so DC is um, ending a few series. Namely, Supergirl and the Terrifics. Uh, but they're going to conclude their runs as digital exclusives. So the last two issues of Supergirl and the last three issues, I think, of the Terrifics um, are only going to be available on um, digital platforms. But the physical copies will be available when the eventual, eventual like, collected editions are released. Um, I'm not on board for this. Like, I don't, I don't read Supergirl. I have just finally caught up on the Terrifics. But it just, it sucks because, like, as a collector, it's like, okay, I don't get the entire series now. Yeah. You know? But what can you do? Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that. Like, because if you've started collecting a series, even if it's going to end, you, like, essentially, as, as a collector, you want the whole run. And exactly. to know that you're going to get the whole run of what they produced, but not everything that there is, is a little frustrating. Yeah, yeah, super frustrating. But, but, and this kind of lends itself to a a broader thing that I don't really want to get into right now. But I have a feeling, and granted, I mean, this is where the world is going in a lot of different other types of media. But I think this is just the first step of DC winding down printed comics and going online completely. And I'm definitely not on board for that. That, that part is just pure speculation on my end, but, you know, what can you do? So, um, Matt, let's talk about Last of Us 2. So, Last of Us 2 had a initial release date um, of February, and then the dumpster fire that is 2020 happened, um, and it was delayed initially, like, just just delayed, and they gave us no date. Um, since then, we have a new release date, um, but Sony has not sat down and waited um, for this new release. Um, they are going to be producing some, uh, there's a collector's edition for the game um, itself, but now there's going to be extra collector's edition type stuff to go with, including a PS4, a headset, and a controller. Um, and then also a hard drive that you can purchase, like to connect to your PS4. Um, the let's see, the PS4 is going to retail for uh, four hundred dollars, so three ninety nine ninety nine. Um, but it is going to be the PS4 Pro, um, and it's going to have like um, Ellie's floral tattoo, kind of like inscribed on the um, on the system itself um, the controller is going to sell separately for 65 um, like on the touchpad that's going to have like a little thing that says last of us part two um, and then there is the uh, hard drive which is actually a Seagate two terabyte hard drive um, for 90 bucks um, and that one is, is going to have, it's going to say the last of us part two, and then also have kind of that, uh, fern tattoo of Ellie's on it. Um, oh, and then there's the headset, which the headset is also going to have, um, her fern kind of inscribed on it, um, for a hundred dollars. So, um, more collector stuff to go with this game, um, when it finally comes out, uh, May 29th. So, or no, no, I guess, sorry, it got pushed back. This is all, uh, this is all arriving June 19th. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> One of those dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what though, like, 
maybe maybe it's just because well i don't want to say it's just because because i'm a cheapskate but like maybe it's just because i don't have a lot of stake when it comes to last of us part two but like some of those exclusives you were talking about were like really pricey yeah some of the game bundles are going to be super super pricey upwards of like 150 bucks i think for the one that had the the statue um like the super one had like her backpack which was going to be more than that so i I mean it's pricey but if you look at it in terms of the game itself is usually going to be around 60 bucks then like a statue or whatever is going to be about that same price so it's really not that expensive when you break it down by what you're getting i mean it's still pricey because yeah that's the thing about these like limited editions for with like with all these designs on it Price-wise, these are pretty much on par with what you would pay for any of these pieces individually. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation Pro is going to be four hundred. The controller is going to be sixty-five. Whether you get the Last of Us one or just like a, a, a regular basic one. one. Um, and honestly, like ninety bucks for a two terabyte um, hard drive for PS4 is a pretty good price too. So I don't know the the collector's edition of the game. That stuff is a little bit more pricey. Seems a little bit more ridiculous. This stuff seems. About online with what you'd expect to pay. Um, Matt, we're going to stick with you and talk a little bit about uh, good, bad, and undead. I love the way this article starts because it's like, cause any, can anyone say Game of Thrones reunion? And it's a, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the possibility, uh, according to Deadline, that um, there's going to be a film starring Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa um, <clears throat> where Dinklage is going to be Van Helsing. Um, and he is going to make an unlikely alliance, at this point I'm assuming, with the vampire as Momoa. Uh, you have my attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> like, as much as I love Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa, and the idea of them working together again, I think would be fantastic. Like, do we need yet another rehashing or twist on Van Helsing. Always. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So For like those of us that love that story, you can twist it so many different ways and as long as it's well done, it's worth watching. So yeah. From from what it sounds like, does it sound like it's a uh going to be like a buddy cop vampire movie? <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I'd kind of be okay with that. I I think I'd be okay with that. (laughs) Part of the article says that uh, the intent is midnight run in a Bram Stoker world. So. Huh. So, basically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plot line of Hotel Transylvania 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No no cruises. No. No cruises. Well, you know, you can't have everything. (laughs) Beep up, you know, the plot line of Hotel Transylvania 3, you know, just cut out the boat. It's cool. Cut out the boat. Your relatives. There you go. Make it an adult film. <laughs> also, and this just kind of, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, like, this kind of popped into my head, but, like, can we get uh, Dinklage and Momoa um, to do a reboot of the classic uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie, Twins. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I'd be down for that too. But I watched literally everything that Dinklage is in because he's slightly you know, <laughs> <laughs> <Lightly> obsessed. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, so Lydia, we're going to uh, switch gears. You've got a couple of stories about... Um, classic books that are being um, read for these times. Uh, let's start off actually with uh, James the Giant Peach. Uh, so uh, Taika Watiti is uh, going to be reading James and the Giant Peach. Uh, he's going to be leading it and basically being the narrator of it. But there's a bunch of other celebrities that are going to be reading along with him and basically reading as the different characters, uh, like Meryl Streep, Chris and Liam Hensworth, uh, Mindy Colling, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kate Blanchett, a whole bunch of other people. They are reading it to benefit uh, Partners in Health. And uh, I think they actually started 
posting them today. So you should be able to go and find them now. Um, but throughout the reading, they are going to be matching donations to Partners in Health up to 823,000 pounds, which translates to roughly a million US dollars. So they're matching donations up to that. That's awesome. Um, and then also, they're doing something with Harry Potter too, right? Well, not them, but... Not them. I don't know if they're doing anything uh, charity-wise with this one, or if they're just reading it just to keep people entertained. But I am in love with this. Um, there are a lot of different Harry Potter uh, alum, like actors from the movies, um, from Broadway, from Cursed Child, um, narrators and such. Um, that are reading Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone chapter by chapter. Um, the first chapter was done by Daniel Radcliffe, which I thought was perfect. And then uh, Noma Dumezwini, I think is how you say it, who is Hermione on Broadway, uh, Eddie Redmayne, Stephen Fry, who was the narrator for the UK uh, audiobooks, and then uh, Simon Callow, Bonnie Wright, Ivana Lynch, Jamie Parker, they're already up to chapter six and they're just going to keep going with a bunch of different people reading the, the book. And I am so excited. I love this so much. Yeah, that's really cool, especially how they have uh, different people reading each chapter. So it also like almost kind of like breaks up the monotony a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I still I kind of hope that they will uh, bring Jim Dale in at some point because they have Stephen Fry and he did the audiobooks for the UK. Jim Dale did the US versions of the audiobooks and that will always be how I hear the books in my head now. But I'm hoping they like slide him in at one point just to just to have him there. <laughs> so um I couldn't help but notice though Sarah like your uh, your eyes kind of perked at that. I mean, you've known me for how many decades now? Harry Potter has always been my favorite book series. So super excited to check this out because I did not know until Lydia shared. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, got a couple last stories to talk about. Uh, something that was noticeably missing on last week's show uh, were food stories, which they tend to, we tend to always end up talking about, <laughs> and also weird stories. And these last two stories are both of these things. So oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> so this first one uh, comes out of, I think it's Louisa, Virginia. Uh, there was a gas station. Uh, it was robbed by a couple people. Uh, one person has already been arrested, and the other one, the police are still searching uh, for this other suspect. Uh, here's the thing, though. They were wearing um, melons to hide their faces. So, Like watermelons? Yeah. So these watermelon wobbers, I mean robbers, <laughs> <laughs> were wearing hollowed out watermelon rinds with eye holes cut out. Who would think to do that? Like, seriously. <laughs> these people. That's Apparently work, somebody too. with the munchies. Now you've got your snack included in your stupidity. <laughs> You too high to know the difference. Now I'm just imagining, like, I'm standing there, give me all your money, chomp, chomp, chomp. Right. <laughs> yeah, did they at least eat the watermelon that they scooped out of it? Like, I would hope so. That's I, a waste yeah. of watermelon otherwise. Also, did they steal the watermelon? Like, Yeah, was that a pre-heist? Hmm. Yeah. Pre-heist, pre-heist snack, it works. <laughs> and I guess also, like, did they, get, did they each get their own watermelon or... Uh, did they get a big enough watermelon just cut in half? Did they go like, you know, 250 per half of the watermelon there? Yeah. We're asking the important Watermelon question. with you and then we can knock over the convenience store down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and like... And First date ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with this too, like, that couldn't have been like a quick thing to do. So like <laughs> no like they, they took the <laughs> time to think this out yeah so like so yeah so that kind of leads me to believe that these people were at least fairly sober when this happened because even if you were under the influence of whatever when you came up with this idea to rob a gas station wearing a watermelon on your head you'd think that cutting out the you know the the melon out of the rind and cutting holes you'd think that'd sober you up a little bit yeah you at least have to be sober enough not to chop your finger off while you're doing that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Man, I tell you. <laughs> but still, like, I saw, I saw a picture of it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, seriously, that's just that's amazing. So. Is it though? 
A little bit. I mean, it's a little bit brilliant if you think about it. It hides your hair color. It hides the shape of your head if it happens to be unique or you're bald or something like that. And if yeah. you happen to smell, you used to smell like watermelon now. So it's yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you take that off, you go running down the road and they go, well, he was wearing a watermelon. And the cop looks at you and goes, hmm, you got seeds on you. Let's talk. <laughs> you look a little sticky. Can I ask you questions? <laughs> oh, man. I guess it's probably a good thing, too, that the uh, gas station attendant didn't get beat up because then they would have been assaulted by a watermelon. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> even the dog didn't like that one, Mitch. Like, can we count the dog bark as a shame bell, please? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> the guest has spoken. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, all right. So, the last story that we're going to talk about today, and this was something that I saw as a Facebook post from a friend of mine. Um, she posted this, and then I had to look for it on a uh, Grubhub myself just to see, you know, like, is this a real thing? And it turns out it's a real thing. So um, everyone's favorite um, entertaining rat, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, uh, has been masquerading on Grubhub as Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. So Pasquale, for the uninformed, uh, is the drummer in Munch's make-believe band. <laughs> so... <Okay. laughs> The idea for this is just that, like, is that people aren't necessarily getting Chuck E. Cheese on Grubhub. So Chuck E. Cheese decided to be shady AF and, um, and <laughs> like, try to pretend to be, like, this local pizza joint, you know. Uh, but the Chuck E. Cheese spokesman said that the company re- uh, rebranded the delivery what? service. <laughs> What? She says you got ratfished. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I think she gets the bell on that one. <laughs> but I think we also have a title for tonight's show. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Tabitha. <laughs> so the Chuggy G spokesman said that the company rebranded the delivery services to, quote, Create a uh, premium pizza while staying true to the CEC brand. First off, if you're staying true to the CEC brand, you ain't having premium pizza. Uh, this is <laughs> this is coming from somebody who worked there for longer than he should have. But um, you know, like their pizza, not great, but it's not bad. It's definitely not premium. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, I tried to find. Uh, Tried to find this tweet. I saw it earlier this week, and then I lost it. I was going to give credit, but uh, I there was this one. It said something along the lines of, "I didn't see Chuck E. Cheese as a front organization on my 2020 bingo card," <laughs> which is accurate. Um, guys, like I'm so conflicted on this because it's like it's evil, but it's genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it works. But if people aren't complaining about the pizza, then what is, I mean, what's, what's it hurting, really? I'm just amused they went with the name of the drummer. <laughs> well, he's also like, the first off, the only human in Munch's Make Believe Band. He's also Italian. Uh, he is, <laughs> tech, like, in, in terms of, like, the, uh, the Chuck E. Cheese, um, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but in the story... He's the guy that makes the pizzas. So it makes sense to name it after him. I guess it's fair. Yeah. One last thing about this too, though, like, and I don't know what this says about me or whatever, but I remember having a dream like a few years ago that I don't know if I was back working at Chuck E. Cheese or if I was just visiting or whatever, but um, they had actually, there was Chuck E. Cheese, but then, um, you guys, except for Molly, um, are familiar with the area where Chuck E. Cheese is at. But like, so in the space where Radio Shack used to be, um, in my dream, they had occupied that space and created another establishment named after a different member of the Make Believe Band. This one was named after Jasper, who was the guitar playing dog. But still, at the end of the day, I had a dream where Chuck E. Cheese was a front for a different business. <laughs> you predicted this somehow. I predicted yeah. this. You know the uh, 
fucking That's scary. <laughs> I know. It's also scary that 10 plus years after I worked there, I still have dreams about Chuck E. Cheese, but you know, that's a different... <laughs> this is true. That's <laughs> something else. Pits. It's all a great big nightmare. <laughs> oh. oh, I could tell so many stories. I've but... heard some. We don't have time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you heard some probably almost in real time. Oh, I did. Like the next day you'd come to class and be like, um, dude. Don't go in the ball pit. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, I think, and this probably isn't a good thing, but we only had to clean out the ball pit like only a couple of times. Mm. Yeah, it probably should have been cleaned and out. And I lost was. diaper before it got real bad. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, that pit is no longer a thing. Actually, it's probably a good thing that it's no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Enough about my uh, time there because other, you know, I just got to save that for my non-existent therapist. Um, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, so Sarah, Molly, again, thank you so much for talking to us and uh, for hanging out. Also, I think this is the longest, Sarah, that I've actually called you by your first name. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, professionalism i know right good job mitch gold star thanks so uh that that. (laughs) wow that'll go to his head (laughs) oh oh yeah 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 uh an imaginary gold star is gonna go yeah no it would actually go straight to my head you're right (laughs) so that'll do it for this episode of the geek awakens uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to, uh, to keep up with us with what's happening throughout the week. And to uh, be sure to let us know what any cool things we're missing out on. Uh, from all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Everybody, say bye. 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 bye.